Welcome to the Idea Fit Pro Show with your host, Sandy Todd Webster. Hello and welcome to Fitness Pros Around the World, and thank you for joining us on another episode of the Idea Fit Pro Show. I'm your host, Sandy Webster, and I am super fascinated and awed by the life's work of today's expert guests, Dr. Jim Stray Gunderson and fitness icon, Kathy Smith. Their topic? Blood Flow Restriction Training, or BFR for short. If you haven't heard the buzz about BFR, you're not alone. BFR is one of the newer training techniques to hit the rehab and sports performance markets and is also being recognized as a potent training method for aging baby boomers. Dr. Stray Gunderson and Kathy are presenting an in-depth session on BFR training for functional aging at IDEA World Virtual this July. Jim Stray Gunderson, MD, is in his 30th year of a very full career as a sports medicine physician, researcher, and exercise physiologist. He has worked at an international and Olympic level in the sports of Nordic skiing, biathlon, track and field, speed skating, cycling, and swimming. In addition, he consults for the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Stars, Dallas Sidekicks, and Dallas Mavericks. Forbes Magazine calls Kathy Smith a fitness titan for good reason. With her iconic library of workouts, Kathy has stood at the forefront of the fitness and wellness industries for more than 40 years. With her highly acclaimed podcast and all-in-one workout app, Kathy remains at the cutting edge of a business she helped to pioneer. She is also recipient of the IDEA Lifetime Achievement Award. Let's dive into the conversation now and learn more about BFR training. Welcome to the podcast, and thank you so much for making time to be with us today. We really appreciate it. You know, one of the best things about hosting this podcast so far has been learning about all of the exciting research, business models, industry issues, and so forth. But I think the single greatest treat for me personally has been the opportunity to sit down and pick the brains of the best and the brightest, and today is no exception. Kathy, you are a health and fitness legend, along with the likes of Jack LaLanne, Judy Shepard Missit, Jane Fonda, Jen Miller. You're among the all-time greats. And Jim, as I've learned, you are among the most progressive physician researchers and practitioners in modern sports medicine. You've worked with too many world-class Olympic and pro athletes to count. And I think yours is the first time I've ever seen a 13-page curriculum vitae that blew me away. Um, In any case, if you both would start by giving our audience a brief self-intro so they can understand the depth and breadth of how your background ties to today's topic of blood flow restriction training, I think that's a great place to start. And Kathy, would you lead us off? Sure. Well, uh, thank you, Sandy. It's great to be here, and especially with uh, the whole IDEA community. So I was at the first IDEA convention and uh, have been to probably, I don't know, 25 of them through the years. And, th- and what I've always loved is this idea of new 
approaches to working out, new methodology. And you mentioned Jen Miller. So I remember being in Atlanta for her step class. I remember, you know, and Johnny G and the two of us riding and spinning together and the boxing and the Latin rhythm and the Bosu and Candace and Douglas Brooks, which, uh, you know, have been involved with, uh, with Jim, with Be Strong and blood flow restriction training. But my thing is, I had gotten to a point and I, you know, full disclosure, I turned 70 this year. So one of the things I know, so one of the things is I'm always looking for ways to maintain my muscle mass, maintain my strength, maintain my bones, maintain my brain without putting excessive stress on my joints. And so therefore, when I was introduced to Jim and uh, his wife, Holly, and the center that he works out at, and not works at, but he owns in Park City, I was introduced to this idea of blood flow restriction training. Now, I'd heard physical therapists using it. I have heard of athletes, sports performance. I have a daughter who's an Olympian who uses it. I have heard of bodybuilders. I mean, you've heard all around how bodybuilders have used it. But I never realized it was such a potent tool for aging. So when I heard that, I thought I want to learn more. And about three years ago, I got involved. I took Jim seminars, Dr. You know, Jim Stray Gunderson seminars, and I've been a, a convert ever since. Excellent. Thank you, Kathy. Jim, if you can distill 13 pages of CV into 60 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I'll give it a try. Um, it's also a pleasure to be here. Um, the um, uh, basically, uh, in college, I was, um, along with a student, I, I was an athlete in endurance sports and, um, uh, I really enjoyed thinking about the physiology and then, and then after that, I went to med school and, um, did a general surgery residency. And then, uh, from there, I, I had, uh, transferred down to, um, uh, UT Southwestern in Dallas, where I took two postdoctorate fellowships, one in cardiovascular physiology and another in, in uh, human nutrition, with an idea of now re- really studying um, uh, this exercise physiology area. And um, in the course of a 40-year career, I've uh, done research in various aspects of sports medicine, and sports science, and uh, uh, including altitude training. And I've been involved in a, uh, basically a lot of different kinds of studies that have to do with how humans respond to exercise doses. And um, uh, at the same time, I have this practical side where uh, early on, after I had finished my, or while I was in my surgical residency, I ended up competing nationally at cross-country ski racing. And um, so all of these things were kind of evolving in the, in the same course. And um, what happened was that it became clear to me and my uh, peers that uh, I was of much better service to the teams as a doctor and a physiologist than I was as an athlete. Mm. So um, I ended up ending up becoming the kind of sports science, sports medicine person for uh, the U S Nordics uh, Olympic ski team and, and uh, 
also for uh, Alberto Salazar's uh, Nike Oregon project and and running uh, middle and long distance uh, uh, track running. And uh, then I, I have a job with uh, with the U.S. Ski uh, and Snowboard Association here in Park City. And uh, in in that capacity, I ran into uh, at an AmeriCollege of Sports Medicine meeting, I ran into one of the early versions of blood flow restriction training, uh, which is called Katsu. And um, one thing led to another. And at first, I was very skeptical about all the claims that were being made. Uh, but uh, one thing led to another, and I ended up being taken under the wing of uh, Yoshiaki Sato, who is the inventor of the first blood flow restriction training over 50 years ago. And um, uh, the way they do things in Japan is, you know, it's kind of like the, the uh, they have a, you end up becoming kind of a team and there's a mentor, a teacher or a sensei. And, um, you know, it's uh, like that wax on, wax off stuff that you saw in uh, Karate Kid or whatever the movie was. Right. So um, I ended up really learning this field. And then um, uh, basically a number, uh, probably seven years ago now, um, we branched off and, and wanted to do our own thing. There were aspects of Katsu that weren't ideal for the North American market and North American market. So uh, we developed our own set of blood flow restriction bands. Very neat. Well, with with that sort of, you know, pedigree in sports medicine, exercise physiology, and working with all the athletes you've worked with over the years, you must have some great stories. And we'll have to do a sidebar another time okay. so I can hear some of those. Um, so as I mentioned in the show intro, uh, this discussion topic came up because you're co-presenting a session at Idea World Virtual this July um, focused on BFR. Um, I, I know it's used for all sorts of athletes and exercisers, but this world virtual session will focus specifically on how BFR can be used to help our functional active agers. Um, so, Jim, if you could please start by describing what BFR is and give us a glimpse into the science behind it. Okay. Um, essentially, what we what we do with BFR when we put the bands on is that we're trying to um, change the character of the venous blood flow out of an extremity, and that's all we'd like to do. So, under when you don't have the band on under normal conditions, um, you can think of venous blood flow returning to the heart as kind of a lazy river that has a pretty constant flow to it. But when you kind of stick a dam in the way of the venous outflow, then what happens is uh, when, you do a, when you do a muscle contraction, the force of the muscle actually forces blood past this obstruction. And so the circulation changes from periods of no venous flow to periods of very high venous flows where, you know, the, the blood is being rushed over the dam. And, um, and the so what of all that is that it, it makes the supply of blood and oxygen to the working muscle 
uh, insufficient and inadequate to maintain the level of work that's being done. So uh, slowly, a metabolic crisis develops in that work in those working muscles, and this metabolic crisis is perceived as fatigue uh, by the person, and uh, that also then sets off a whole series of um, systemic responses. The autonomic nervous system responds, the uh, neurohumoral um, uh, system responds. And uh, what happens is we, we create a very anabolic uh, situation, both locally in the, in the working muscle or the muscles that we're exercising, as well as systemically where we have this uh, hormonal milieu that's uh, tuned to uh, cause you to build muscles and to uh, lose, lose body fat, lipolysis, as well as an anabolic uh, hypertrophy of muscles, tendons, bones, blood vessels, everything involved in the work. So I, I'm probably going to fumble this a little bit, but it sounds like, um, you know, the, the knowing how brilliant our, our bodies are, just the engineering of them and the way they respond, that it it's just the body compensating. It's responding to this. It's a stress response and it takes over brilliant, brilliant, brilliantly and has some really great benefits in, in the offing. Right. And, and there's an added twist to this. You, you get the same systems responding. If you, for example, run a marathon or lift super heavy weights and uh, the body, the body senses that there's been a disturbance of homeostasis and it starts a series of processes meant to repair the damage it thinks is caused and also to improve the ability to adapt. And the trick here is that instead of using really hard work or long duration work to get into that situation, we've done it with a combination of easy, very doable exercises for everybody and this restriction of, of venous outflow. Super fascinating stuff, Jim. Thank you for that overview. Can I just can I can just maybe add a little just a, a little bit to that? Of course, yeah. Uh, so so for me, if uh, and for the listeners, if you think about if you think about a band uh, like a blood and it might look like a blood pressure cuff. So have that in your mind, and uh, you put that then like at the top of your arms, your and at the top of your legs. And like today I did a tread, this treadmill workout and I got on the treadmill. I put the bands on, I, I pumped them up now. And to what Jim is saying, I now do a, a workout. I'm on, uh, I do a th uh, incline three, six, nine, 12, I get to level 15. And now I'm doing four miles per hour. I do one minute on 30 seconds off. And what happens when I get off that treadmill now, you know, 20 minutes later, 25 minutes later, I am feeling as if I just ran, you know, six miles because it had that kind of response, not only in my body. And the thing that I really want to get across, it's not only in my body and, and we'll get more into this and what's happening to, you know, your blood vessels and everything else, but because of the, the release of nitric oxide and what that does to dilate the blood vessels, your brain lights up. And that's mm. what everybody talks about with blood flow restriction training. You feel smarter, you feel quicker, you feel like I always use it before I go on stage or before I go on podcast or whatever, because it really is the systemic response. 
And just to finish off, I'm doing a workout this afternoon. I'm doing a split my workouts today because of this podcast and I do a, I'm doing legs and thighs, but instead of doing my deadlifts with, I can lift pretty heavy weights, but instead of using that, um, you know, 90, hundred pound for deadlifts, I will use more like a 30 pounds. And now I'm not putting the stress on the joints, but I have my bands on. I'm using those 30 pound weights. I'm doing my deadlifts. And now I'm getting better results than when I was lifting the hundred, but I'm not getting, again, the stress on the joints. And the biggest thing for me, I'm recovering. Like as we age, we don't recover the same way. And, And when people say, can you still do this or that? I can do just about everything I did before but I don't recover the same way. But with blood flow, with with the BFR bands, you don't have that issue. Yeah, we're going to get deeper into the recovery issue a little later in our talk. Um, Yeah, I I love the, you know, what you're saying about the brain lighting up. I think that's, um, it's great for everyone, but especially for older adults who are, you know, looking for any any edge we can get, you know, we... (laughs) Start losing memory and um, it's slowing down a little bit. It, it to be, you know, to have a brain light up like that sounds like a really neat neat benefit of it. Um, so I, I want to move on to, um, to kind of what my gut reaction was when I first started reading about this to prepare for this interview. Um, and I have to say that when I heard blood flow restriction, the first thing I thought of was a tourniquet. So, and then, you know, going back to first aid 101, that sounded a bit scary to me and maybe like a contraindication for exercise in general, but, um, or other population, certain populations, um, how safe is this method of training for older, older adults or for any population for that matter? It, it's a very important, it's a very important topic and a very important point you're making. Um, the, the bottom line is that there, it, it can be dangerous and they actually, in some products, they actually use uh, surgical tourniquets or mm-hmm. blood pressure cuffs to try to get to this phase. And we, we, call, we classify those as rigid blood flow restriction systems. And because what happens is once you get the tourniquet on and uh, there's just no give. So the, the, the muscle that's or the extra part of the tissues that are contained within that cuff uh, just if there's any increase in size, they can't, there's nowhere to go. So the, it produces an ischemic thing and it can actually shut off the arterial inflow into the extremity. Um, but both Katsu and Be Strong are uh, examples of elastic BFR products. And that's an important thing for your audience to, to really understand because they, they are elastic. And so they give when uh, the, in, there's an increase in uh, volume in the, in the extremity. And the, so what of that is that, is that these things are near impossible to occlude the arterial inflow or to block the circulation. And that's the big benefit from them. So on a practical level, these rigid systems can be made to work, but usually uh, you only find them in uh, physical therapy clinics and things where somebody else is supervising exactly what's going on and being very aware of whether or not uh, uh, the tourniquet is, is too tight, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but in our case, in, in the case of elastic BFR, um, there, it's uh, virtually impossible to occlude arterial inflow. 
And therefore, these uh, devices are all safe and can be used by uh, the layperson in, in the comfort of their own home uh, or anywhere else there they choose to do it. So, um, and, I, and then I should also say that all the complications that could come from blood flow restriction training, uh, the root cause is blocking the arteries. And what we want to do is we want to intermittently block the veins and leave the arteries alone. And that's what this elasticity does. So um, uh, your audience needs to look into exactly what kind of blood flow restriction products uh, that, that are on the market and what it is that they do. So to be really safe. Yeah. And, and Kathy, how, how about you? Like how long did it take you to get up to speed with knowing your levels and just feeling really safe with, um, with this training methodology? Well, I felt safe immediately because I went through a course. And I think that's what uh, the audience should hear, that when you go through the course and you see the Doppler machine showing you that the, the blood's going, the blood's still flowing, everything's working. And then you have to, and once you mentally are, are feel it's safe, then you have to get used to the sensation. And that's what people say uh, that at first, when I put it on, you know, different people, it's again, that cuff, and then you can pump it up and you pump it up to a certain level. And of course, when you start pumping it up, you feel that restriction and you feel kind of a tingly sensation. So, or sometimes you might think about it before you start working out, let's say I'm going to do bicep curls. If I'm pumping up, I haven't started my bicep curls right away. My fingers will start to tingle a little bit. I'll get the sensation in my arms. Eventually you just like when you get a sensation from training, you love that sensation because you know what's, what's going to come next. But before you do, it's sort of like, Oh, what's going on. And it might feel just slightly a little bit, I don't want to say uncomfortable, it's just different. And if you pump it up too much, which there's all these guidelines, if you don't, if there's a really quick releases, it's very, very, very easy to, to learn. The learning curve takes about, I would say, a good week and you can understand where you want your levels to be, where you get your best workout, where it's a little too far, but there's a little quick release valves and everything so that there's never a time where you feel like out of control or that something's going to happen. But I do want to emphasize that as you know, Jim was saying that there is this elastic and then there's rigid and the rigids are the ones where you kind of see like the boy scout belt or the surgical tubing and bodybuilders would use them through the years and they kind of knew their bodies and what they're trying to achieve. But that is the type of stuff where you can get yourself in trouble or something like an, you know, an elastic band. You, you, you can't, you know, as, a, as so I, I felt comfortable about a week. And then, you know, I think um, I, to this day, keep playing around with how much do I want to be using them? How much do I want to use them on the track, on the bike ride, in the swimming pool? Cause you can use them everywhere. And pretty soon you, you know, you just have them in your workout bag. I have them in my car and I'm using them at least once a day for something, including yoga classes. Okay. All right. Great. And, I, and it, in the meantime, um, I, I just put a band on and inflated it. Just, it's really quick and simple and a little pump and off you go. So that, I would say that that's one of the big things that we've tried to add to this to make it really simple, really safe, really easy for anyone to do. Yeah. 
Thank you. Um, you know, Jim, you've been training clients using, or your athletes um, and other clients using BFR for over a decade now. And from the primer you gave us, I can imagine many applications for this. And for example, you've seen and documented um, very strong results among Olympic athletes, <clears throat> excuse me, in terms of strength, lean body mass, speed, and endurance. And I have to say that not much gets by our editors at IDEA, but this seems to have stayed under our radar for whatever reason. First, tell us about some of the evidence related to the performance markers I mentioned, and then please explain why you think we're just hearing about this now. Um, it's a good question. And the, the short answer is, is that this is rather new to the U.S., to North America. It's, it's uh, as, as I mentioned earlier, it, it, it first started in Japan 50 years ago, but the Japanese uh, don't like to give away their secrets. And, um, and so uh, uh, they weren't very, very interested in communicating what they were doing in training when they were, uh, particularly in the areas of bodybuilding and powerlifting, which is where this really started. And, uh, uh, but little by little, uh, it little things got to sneak out. And uh, but one of the things that happened was that while some people in the West were able to see uh, what the Japanese were doing, they assumed they assumed that this was just some kind of blood pressure cuff. Hmm. And so they went and got the blood pressure cuffs and the surgical tourniquets and were doing things that weren't necessarily safe or as effective as what Sato had developed over all these years. And probably not really understanding the science behind it. They were just mimicking what they were observing. Right. And, and then little by little, starting in around 2000, um, uh, some papers started to come out into the, into the literature that were in, in English. And um, uh, so this attracted some, uh, a few uh, Western scientists to start investigating this. And uh, um, it just, again, because of the need for supervision and the expense and uh, a variety of other factors, these things have stayed in um, either very high level sports where the price isn't a problem and the supervision isn't a problem or in a therapy clinic where, again, uh, the clinic can afford to buy some expensive equipment that an individual might not. And uh, also the need for supervision for these other systems that weren't necessarily as safe if for somebody to just use on their own. Mm -hmm. um, and we've just, you know, we've come up with a product that I think solves those two big problems. And uh, we're looking forward to this really taking off. So uh, next, I'd appreciate a guided tour for our listeners of what you'll be covering in your co-presented Idea World virtual session on this topic. How do you see this unfolding for our attendees and how is it transferable specifically to 50 and older adults and what they need to focus on at this time in their life? Well, since Kathy and I are both over 50, um, Jim. I, <laughs> oh no, I, I said my age. You're, you're okay. already said not it. supposed to tell. <laughs> and um, uh, what we um, uh, 
this is this is really great. This is actually you could label this as anti-aging medicine uh, because when you do this on a regular basis, um, you are able to increase your muscle mass, you decrease your fat mass, increase your bone density, uh, improve your vas vascular um, function, and uh, improve your brain function, cognitive function. So. Uh, these are, this is really in a very short time efficient manner, uh, anti-aging medicine. And, uh, um, it has application for people that are sarcopenic. Um, uh, recently there was a study done of, uh, cancer patients pre-operation pre to fix the thing. Cause one of the things is, uh, the, the, the body weight and the amount of lean muscle, uh, the amount of lean body mass of uh, cancer patients correlates very well to how they do uh, from from pretty extensive surgery. And so, uh, at the University of Texas in Austin, um, and in the Dell Medical Center, um, the uh, they took uh, a number of uh, people that were. They gave them a, a six-week program of two uh, B-strong sessions a week, and uh, uh, to try to build them up uh, prior to their operation. And they were able to increase uh, uh, lean body mass by four kilos, which is huge. Mm. And um, uh, in that particular study, and um, and we don't know yet whether that has we haven't analyzed the data. It hasn't been published yet. So um, we don't know to the extent that it addressed the morbidity and mortality of the operations, but uh, uh, it's clear that it is a way to mitigate the effects of sarcopenia. Mm, fascinating. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the program because um, once again, it, it's, you started out Sandy by saying it's not really in mainstream mainstream vernacular. Most people don't really know about it. And even if you've heard about it, or even if the discussion today, it takes repetition to understand what is the science behind it. So number one, you know, through the course, we're going to go through the science a little bit like what we did today, but obviously in more depth. And Jim has tremendous slides. And when you see, it's one thing to talk about it or hear about it, but when you see the slides, uh, it really, uh, you start to understand it. And then what I'm big on is what are the protocols? I mean, my big thing is, okay, so now you know about it, but how, and you understand the science. Now, how, what are the applications and what are some protocols so that you can leave? So you're going to be able to leave this session being able to work yourself, work with your clients and, um, you and, and how to modify for different populations, for different um, issues that people are having. So my thing is that the, the physical therapists have used it. The bodybuilders, as I said before, have used it. The athletes have used it. And now this is this big, it's, you know, we, and this word's thrown around too much, but a biohack or something that you can do right. to literally add to your routine. And what I love about it also, it's not like it's going to replace TRX or replace your bike or your, you know, your, you know, your BOSUs or whatever. It works with every, so everything you're going to see at IDEA, uh, everything that you're, that's going to be presented it works with all of those modalities. And that's what's fun and, about and, it. And, and the more you get into it. It amplifies the benefit from them. Yeah. yeah. Just, just putting the bands on amplifies the benefit of any activity. 
Yeah, you know, we're we're just about out of time here. And I I know we barely scratched the surface of what this is all about. So I encourage um, our listeners to um, you know, start reading about it, number one. But number two, sign up for the session at Idea World. This has been super enlightening. I've learned a lot. Um, and I appreciate the time you both took to be with us today and share your knowledge about this ex exciting training method. Um, if you would please leave us with a brief parting takeaway thought and tell folks where they can reach you at your website or on social media. Uh, <laughs> Okay, I'll go. I'll go first. Wait, wait, so, just for the show. So, you know, uh, first of all, definitely, if you want more information about uh, Be Strong, you should go to uh, bestrong.training. And if you want more uh, information, even after the idea convention about courses or whatever, if you want, you know, eight hour, that sort of thing, if you want to go more in depth, all of that will be on that website. And that's where you'll find out more things about Dr. Jim Stray Gunderson, who is, if, if it didn't come across on this podcast yet, Dr. Jim Stray Gunderson is the guru in our country for blood flow restriction training. So you're learning from the best when you learn from Jim. And again, I'm Kathy Smith and you can go to kathysmith.com. You can go to Instagram, Kathy Smith Fitness. I, uh, what else did you ask me? Oh, just, you know, I, I have, I do daily workouts, daily, um, uh, blogs. I'm so involved with this whole movement as I've been. I'm excited to be on your show. Sandy, I love your show and what you're doing uh, with your podcast. So, you know, just I'm looking forward. Come join the fun at kathysmith.com. And tell everyone about your podcast as well. Well, it's called The Art of Living with Kathy Smith, and it's similar to you. Uh, I've been doing it a little bit longer, but it's similar to you. I've been uh, interviewing doctors, um, um, authors, New York Times bestselling authors about food, uh, nutrition, um, exercise, different types of sleep. What are the latest and greatest uh things that are happening in all these fields. And I've just been blessed because of my career to be introduced to all of these people that have doing research. They're from like Sarah Gottfried from Harvard, who's doing research on hormones and, you know, all of these wonderful uh, evolutionary biologists and things like that. So I have my podcast, The Art of Living with Kathy Smith. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Good stuff, Kathy. Thank you. And Jim, <laughs> bring us home. Uh, <laughs> um, well, our website is B, the letter B, strong.training. And um, that's where to find most of the information on us. And we have uh, courses that you can sign up for, and as well as what, what you're going to see at, uh, at, at the IDEA conference. So um, come on and get started. Fantastic. Well, I am so grateful for the knowledge and energy you both shared today. Um, thank you so much. And we will look forward to seeing you at Idea World Virtual in July. All right. Thank you, Sandy. Big kiss. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Well, that wraps another episode. I hope you enjoyed this fascinating conversation about blood flow restriction training. To learn more about the session Dr. Stray Gunderson and Kathy Smith are co-presenting at Idea World Virtual and other resources mentioned in today's show, please check the show notes. In addition to what you can learn from this podcast and from Idea events, there are dozens of ways Idea can be your partner on your fitness career journey. 
IdeaFit Plus membership is truly the mastermind asset that fit pros everywhere are choosing to push their careers forward. If we can answer any questions for you about membership or how you can become a new member and enjoy all of our incredible benefits, please visit ideafit.com or call our inspired service team at 1-800-999-4332, extension 7. This is Sandy Webster signing off. Until next time, stay positive and keep inspiring the world with your special magic. Don't ever forget that you make a huge difference in the lives of others and that idea is here to support you in this critical purpose. Thanks for all you do to make the world a happier, healthier place. The Idea Fit Pro Show is part of the Outside Inc. podcasting network. It's executive produced by Jordan Leeds and edited by Mike Hilding. Copyright 2021, all rights reserved. Reproduction without permission is strictly prohibited.